Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I apologize once again for being out for a couple of days. It's been uh, a week filled with weddings and a week filled with my birthday and my mom's birthday and a whole bunch of uh, million and one things. So we've been trying to uh, sort it everything out. But Baruch Hashem, I do have exciting news. I have been working on my YouTube channel a lot, and I know I keep saying this, but I do have a lot of fun stuff coming and a lot of inspiring stuff and things that I really think are going to take the platform to the next level, Baruch Hashem, so I'm excited for that. Um, last night we were with Zusha, with Shlomo and Zacharia, the amazing band with the soulful, uplifting music, and it was truly an exciting experience. Um, and the, the message that I want to share for today, on today's podcast, is all about humility. You know, it's probably one of the most, not one of, but you know, obviously, how did the, the Torah describe Moshe? Moshe was the most humble person out of everyone. And the question is, why? Why was he the most humble? He was the most humble because he didn't, he didn't, in a way, he had so much greatness to him, but he didn't believe that he was deserving of what he was supposed to receive. He, he, he didn't believe that, uh, yeah, he may know his greatness, he may know his strengths and his capabilities and the fact that he makes a sin that is not perfect, but he knows that even though he has all that, he still doesn't deserve it. And that was what Hashem loved. Hashem loved Hashem loved the fact that he knew his greatness, but didn't want to be like, yeah, since I'm great, let me become the leader of Kali Yisrael. No, Hashem doesn't like that. That's, that's, that's being gava. And humility is important when the person makes a mistake. When a person makes a mistake, that is exactly the right time to put in the humility. I made a mistake, Hashem. I'm sorry for it. I'm not perfect. And I underestimated the Yetzahara. When Moshe went up, and by the way, life is all about making mistakes. How do you know this? When Moshe went up to Shamaim and receiving the Torah, the angels told him, hey, why don't we get the Torah? We're perfect. Moshe makes mistakes. Moshe and Am Yisrael and everybody. That's the whole idea. The whole idea is to make a mistake, but not to make a mis. But if you make a mistake and you get caught up in the mistake, that's the mistake. But if you genuinely live your life and make mistakes as you go, and to always not to do it on purpose, sometimes you do do it on purpose, but the idea is, is just to, to fight with yourself a little bit, to try to grow, to try to push out something better. That is growth. But when you get stuck on the mistake, that's the mistake. And something, another thing to connect it to is for guys, especially, I keep saying this a million times, the hardest thing to overcome. Being a man, especially being a single man, it's the hardest thing to overcome. But if you do want to get the most out of being single and you do want to have a great marriage and you do want to have all these amazing things and you could ask me, how do you know this yet? You're not married. I see it. I see it. People that are, are, are running after girls and they're running after other things, they're not focused on themselves. If you want to be focused on yourself and be focused on your growth and be focused on your career and be focused on everything that you're doing, whether you're a call guy or a learning or a, or a working guy, you need to you need to take care of the breed. It's a very big issue. Guarding your eyes, etc. How do you expect to, to grow in any sort of way if you're not guarding yourself? You're basically taking the responsibility that Hashem gave you to procreate and you're spitting in his face 24-7. Forget the spiritual causes and, and, the, and the curses and all the scary things. Yes, we know that it exists and we know how bad it is. But Tachlis, Hashem gave you a responsibility to be like Him and you're spitting in His face. You're spitting in His face. 
but there's hope. What's the hope? The hope is that it's you're bound to make mistakes. But how bad do you want it? How bad do you want to not feel that way when you finish anymore? How bad do you want to, you know, not feel bad and not feel horrible and not feel gross about yourself? I, I don't mean to secularize you by speaking this way. I just really want to inform the fact that we need to be better than how we're acting. Checking out the G's and the watching the inappropriate stuff, it's hurting a person for their future and for their present. One day you're going to have a wife and you're not going to be able to be with her because you're going to be, your head's going to be so, so tainted. You know, someone once went to Rav Chaim Kanyeski and they asked him, Rabbi, how do I overcome this problem? How do I overcome the Brit? Struggle. Rav Chaim told him, don't think about it. Don't think about it. Because when you see something, you right away store it, like your brain takes pictures. I don't know if you guys know this, but when we're actually seeing a bunch of pictures happening really quickly. I think 16 pictures per second. We're not seeing a video that we think we're seeing, like a, a live video. No, we're seeing a bunch of pictures that are being clicked really fast by our eyes. And this happens your entire life. And what happens? Now you're taking about hundreds and hundreds of pictures every time you look at a girl. And now you have a really clear image of her in your mind because of all the hundreds and hundreds of pictures you took, that you took. How do you expect to not mess up? How do you expect to have a clear head when you have this clear image? And it's, and so it's the same thing with social media, consuming tons of social media. You're not just looking at, at a post and scrolling away. No, you're, you're taking hundreds of pictures and you're listening to everything that they're saying and you're recording it. It's a chaval. Why not put your head and stuff it in the Gemara or stuff it in, into a healthy place where you'll actually sweat and learn something from it, not sweat and make a mistake. And you'll actually remember a clear page of Gemara. And not just that, but you'll envision the argument that they're having. And you'll envision to try to figure out the answer. And you'll try to find a way to connect. And these, these things are very healthy for us. Because the, the temptations is the drink. That's the drink. You, you, you drink when you're really hungry. That was what Rabbi Joey Haber said in the recent video. And I, I, I thought about this thought for a while. And it was such a beautiful point he made. When, you, when you're hungry, you drink. You're hungry, you, you feel empty, you feel uh, a hole, you feel upset, something's bothering you. And what do you do? You drink water. No, it's the time to learn, to grow, to connect to Hashem. This is what life is all about. People can live their lives fine, but you have to have more purpose in your day, more, you know, extra skip in your step. You have to. This is the purpose of life. Without... Without Hashem, without godliness, we're nothing. We're truly, from the bottom of my heart to yours, I'm sorry to say it so truthfully, but we're nothing. When you're not working on yourself, when you're not being honest with yourself, when you're not, you know, keeping Shabbat, Kashru, these, these important things, it's one thing to be on a certain level, but at least have the, the purpose, at least try to work on it. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a famous story in the Gemara, and this should just give all the guys listening a, a little bit of chizuk. The famous story in the Gemara of Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Meir Balanes. And they said, oh, look, it's so, it's, it's, it's so, uh, I think they said, that it's disgusting how people mess up with the, with the Avera of the Brit. How do they mess up? It's not possible. We can't understand it. So one day Rabbi Akiva is walking by himself and he sees a woman on top of a tree, a beautiful woman. Right away, 
he didn't have nails and he, he right away like clawed his fingers into the tree and climbed up bah, 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 and he tried to make the sin with her right away the g turns around she opens up her face and it's just, it's the satan and all the eyes are looking and 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 the satan the samech mem i think told told him if if you didn't have your schuyot, if you didn't have all the good things that you were doing i would kill you right now and then the same thing happened to rabbi mary he was walking and there was uh, a girl, I think, across, excuse me if I'm wrong, right? there was a, a girl across the lake, and there was a very thin rope, the thing that the doors would use, and he would like, I think he balanced himself till the end. Finally, he got there, same exact thing happened to him. Question is, how is that possible? How is that possible that Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Meribah they could snap your fingers and, and wake up somebody who was dead? How, how is it possible that they fell or were about to? And they were saved, obviously, because they have massive schuyot. They're zikui rabim, and they're saving people on a daily basis. How is that possible that they could fall? The answer is, is that because we're all human. And the biggest humility is not to underestimate the Yetzirah. The biggest humility is not to underestimate the Yetzirah. They disrespected the Yetzirah. So that's why the Yetzirah came and put them in their place. It's don't don't think that you're invincible and that just because you've been clean for a while or something that you you're God. The Yetzahara is a super genius, and I've seen it in my own life, and I'm sure all of you have seen it too. Yetzahara is a super genius, and he will put you in your place, and he will like he will roll up his sleeves and he'll say, okay, now I'm gonna take on this fight. You think you think that you're so invincible? Now he's really gonna he's gonna push all the angels aside. Roll up his sleeves. Let's fight one-on-one. Let's do this. Let's see how strong you really are. And he's going to put you through Gehenna Gehenom. Respect the Yetzahara. Know that it's there. That other per- that other version of you, the Yetzahara and Yetzahatov, know that it's there. And know that you have to fight it every single day. Don't disrespect its existence because that's, that's, that's Ga'ava. No, be humble. Know that this is your purpose in life and this other this other nation inside of you, this other part of you, you have to fight it every single day. And you have to fight it by basically committing yourself to Hashem. And you only find true growth when you fight it every day. When you fight it every day and when you say no to it and fall sometimes, but when you when you really get a grip of it and become stable, don't become perfect, become stable. Become stable. Tell yourself, I'm not going to watch porn anymore. I'm not gonna do these things anymore. Become stable in that. And if you're a guy and you're watching and you're single, you know, Zusha gave me a, a really cool advice yesterday. He said, buy, buy the shirt that you wanna wear on your wedding day. Buy it, sounds a little crazy. But buy the shirt that you wanna wear on your wedding day and hang it up on your room. And every single day before you leave or before you do, or whenever you're doing what you're doing, you're gonna look at that shirt. You're gonna look at that shirt. It's kind of like taking a picture of a six-pack and putting it on the wall. That's the goal. I want to I wanna look like that. So when the nighttime comes and it's late, you're going to control yourself. It's the same idea. Buy the shirt you want to wear on your wedding day and hang it up. And he told me that's what he did, and he got married very soon after. That's what he did. He looked at the shirt all the time, reminded himself of his goal. Sometimes in life, we, we lose track of the goal. And we don't exactly remember what we, what we sought, out to, sought out to do. In the moment, it's hard. People have ways to remind themselves, but sometimes you forget. You forget that you're on a diet. You forget that you're trying to guard your eyes. You forget that you're a Jew sometimes even. You forget, you forget what you're practicing. 
You forget the purpose of life because your emotions are so overwhelming. But Habibi, you have to be stable. You have to be stable. All this Torah, mitzvot, all this talk. It's not some big, uh, oh, do this, be a robot. No, you have the, you have the bracha to be born a Jew. You have the schut to be born a Jew. And to not be a goy, to not just walk around on this planet to make money and die and to, and to enjoy life. That's a very shallow way of looking at things. It's basically like being an animal because your whole life you're just running after things. And even the ones that do have a family, they're still, they're still lacking a deeper purpose. You know how beautiful it is to be a Jew? There's so many mitzvot that we do that help us that I can't even begin to tell you. Shabbat, 52 vacation days a year. Go find a company that's going to give you 52 days off a year. 52 days a year, every single Saturday, every single Friday night to Saturday night, we have 25 hours of pure oneness with yourself and with Hashem. Time to reflect, time to be one with the people around you and the shul and this. Like imagine a life without Shabbat. Imagine we just worked every single day. Work, 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 no break. No. But Hashem works six days, seven days he took off. He wants you to have the same thing. He wants you to be one with yourself. Interestingly enough, inside the word Shabbat itself, since it's such an important, um, it's, it's one of the most important things to do in Judaism. And by the way, whoever doesn't know this, someone who doesn't keep Shabbat, technically, they still do it, but you shouldn't be buried in the Jewish cemetery. Because the Pasuk says, Someone who breaks Shabbat, Hashem cuts off your soul. Obviously, if you do it in public, it's even worse. But, Someone who, someone who breaks Shabbat isn't considered a Jew. And I'll tell you exactly why. The reason why is because in the word Shabbat, you have the Shin, the Bet, and the Taf. The Shin stands for Shabbat. The Bet stands for Brit. And the Taf stands for Tfilin. In Judaism, there's a concept that you have to have two witnesses to come to court and to testify. That's what it says in the Gemara. Those who learn are going to understand what I'm saying. So, so every single day, you have two Edim, two witnesses that come and testify that you were a Jew today. During the week, it's Brit and Filin. And on Shabbat, it's Brit and Shabbat because you don't put Filin on Shabbat. So if you put on Filin and you keep the Brit, you keep the, the Brit that Abraham made with Hashem, the covenant, you don't waste seed, that day you're considered a Jew. And the same thing with Shabbat. You keep Shabbat and the Brit, that day you're considered a Jew. That's why it's so important to get married. It's so, so important to get married. There's no such thing as being ready for marriage. The only thing that should hold you back from getting married is not finding the right one. It doesn't matter where you are in your life or what you're doing. All you, the only thing you need to get married is the will. The will to want to understand the other person and the will to want to, to, want to really put in the effort into the relationship and to become the best version of yourself possible with that other person. That's the only thing you need. You need a will. If you don't have a will, find the will and then make a way. But if you have the will and it's just not coming, then put your trust into Hashem, keep working on yourself, and in Bezat Hashem, it'll come. That's it. The, that, that takes care of the Brits. Getting married should take care of 99% of the issues with the Brits, assuming you don't have a crazy porn addiction or a sex addiction or something like out of the, the blue. But if you do have this problem, now's the time to stop and to work on yourself because it's only going to come to hurt you later. The things that we mess up in now when we're single are the things that are going to come back to haunt us when we're married. And I think about this every day. Not every day, mainly on Shabbat, but I always think about it. I always think about how, like, not, let's say, talking Lashon HaRa. I have to stop now. If it's, it's, it's very easy to just start talking bad about someone, but you know, you have to really, like, cut it right now. Because before you know it, you're going to have a wife, and you guys are going to be friends, and then right away, you're going to start to talk this way. It's just going to come out. 
or another thing regarding the eyes. Same idea. You have to put in your head that I'm a I'm a Jew that has Yirat Shamaim and I don't I don't do these things. I don't look at girls. There was once a student in Rav in, uh, in, in Yeshiva Kisera Chamim. He was telling the rabbi, the, the gabbai, Rav Semach Mazuz, told him, Rabbi, I have a wedding tonight and I need to go. And the rabbi said, okay. Or he said, I have a wedding tomorrow, rather. He said, okay, fine, go to the wedding. The next day comes and Rav Mazuz walks into the Bet Midrash and he sees that same student there sitting and learning. He said, what happened? Why are you here? I thought you had your brother's wedding. And he said, I, Rabbi, I went to the wedding and I saw that it was Merovav, it was mixed, and I didn't go inside. I didn't go in the wedding. I came back here. And Rav Mazuz looked at him and said, Wow, so you, you're, you're a real Yirat, you're a real Yirat Shamaim Yid. A Yid with, without Yirat Shamaim? <laughs> I, I don't even know if you can call it a Yid. The whole purpose of being a Jew is to have fear and love of heaven. It's the whole purpose of being a Jew. If something is not right, don't go. You know, Sometimes you go to engagement parties and you go to weddings and things and they take off the mechitza and they make you like a club. If, if it's not healthy for your soul and it's hurting you, don't do it. Don't do it. It's not good for you. You know, on the Indian of humility and on the Indian of the Brit and on, on the Indian of all these things, that's the real goal. The real goal is to humble yourself and to say, I'm not going to put myself in this test because I don't trust myself. I don't trust myself. Be honest. I don't trust myself. I don't know if I'm going to pass. I'm not that good. Be, it's better to be cautious than to be sorry. A hundred million percent. Don't put yourself in a situation where you're, you're not, where you already feel uncomfortable from the get-go. Because the chances are that you can fall and you can lose your life. And it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I have a rabbi that, I'm not going to say his name, but he told me that his wife wanted to get a cleaning lady. His wife wanted to get a cleaning lady. Said that. So he told her, he didn't say, Oh, since I'm rabbi so and so, don't get the cleaning lady because I'm because this is this is uh, I, you know, I'm the rabbi. No, he said, Ishti, please make sure that if you get a cleaning lady, a cleaning lady, find the ugliest one that you can, find the ugliest possible cleaning lady that you can in order so that I won't, you know, have him have, have a fall, I won't look, I won't have a mistake. Find the ugliest one that you can So it won't even be a test that, That's what he said He didn't focus on the fact that he's a rabbi No He focused on the fact that he's a human being And that he, and that even though All of his Torah Whatever He can fall He can fall And this is the way that we all have to live our lives It doesn't matter who you are on the planet Are you, are you on the level of Rabbi Akiva Or on the level of Rabbi Mary Balanes? No So if they dug their fingers into trees probably bleeding trying to run up just to be with the girl these people of this stature people that could revive the dead people that knew the whole, the whole Torah and like something you can't even understand like Hamavadia times a million like something unreal Dolim like Rabbi Akiva hello you know uh, hello this is something unheard of unheard of this if, if Rabbi Akiva or Rabbi Meribah could, could fall any of us can fall. We are nobody. We are nothing even close to somebody. It's not, it's not in a way to put ourselves down, but it's in a way to understand that we're nothing close to the greatness of the, of the Chachamim and the Tzadikim of our, that built our Torah. We're nothing close to it. So that's why if they can fall, we can fall. It shows you that we're human. And as much as you can work on yourself, you're still human. 
you do not become a malach, you stay human. Human means that you have Yetzirah Tov and you have Yetzirah You have the good voice and the bad voice. Yes, there are things that you can do to protect yourself, 100 million percent. You can learn Torah, you can sweat in the Torah. That will take away the feeling of the emptiness because you gave your soul the food that it wants. Instead of working out is nice, uh, meditating is nice, but the real Indian is to, to sweat in the Gemara, to sweat in the learning of the Torah. That's really what's going to get a person to change. That's really what's going to get a person to, to shape up, to really sweat in his learning and to, to break his head because then the Torah is really going to go in. You know, when you come to the Gemara and you're a little, you know, you're not feeling it, but you really break your head in it, that's what gets it to go in and that's what gets it to feel good. And the more that you can do that in the day, obviously, but the more that you're distant from Hashem, it's not. And again, setting yourself boundaries, especially, I think one of the most difficult time periods in the person's life is when they're out of the yeshiva and when they're in the real world. Even though they may be religious and may wear the white shirt, the real world means that the rabbi's not going to get upset at you if you don't go to shul. No one's going to even call you or anything. You have to get up every morning and you have to have this solid identity of I'm a Jew. This is what I got to do. I got to go to shul. I got to go to learn. I got I to gotta have a, a stable schedule. I got to be part of a system. You don't have to be part of a system, but it's the best way to, to see success and to see, to see growth by being part of a system. By acknowledging that you're not invincible and by acknowledging that you have to work on yourself every single day. That's humility 101. Humility is not humility humility is not thinking small of yourself. It's not it's not thinking less of yourself. Humility is thinking of yourself less. You see you see the difference? It's not humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. And, and understanding that you're a human being that can make mistakes. And that Chaz Shalom, should you ever put yourself in a situation to fall? Because you don't know what can happen in life and you don't want to trust anything because all it takes is a couple of minutes to completely make a mistake that can ruin your entire life. It, it, it could take 60 years to build a good name, 70 years to build a good reputation every single day, working on it and giving donations and coming to shul people start to see you in this it could take one second one second of a of avon one second of a mistake and you can lose your entire life you could lose everything in one second that's why it's not worth it it's not worth it always fight to be on the path of hashem and, and to be on a path of hashem means to be on a path of being limitless hashem is limitless and hashem doesn't like idol worship what does idol worship mean it means that you you bow down to a buddha or a statue of a jc and in, in essence, you can, you can serve an idol by saying, I can't do this. You're basically serving an idol of yourself. The person that I was yesterday can't do this. So you're basically serving in your mentality an old version of yourself that wasn't able to do something, really was, but didn't understand that it was limitless. But serving Hashem means you're serving a, a God with no form. It means that you're serving a God that is ultimately limitless and that can do anything. When that, that's why idol worship is so bad because they make the statue, the statue never changes and, and the power of the statue is nothing. It's a, it's a piece of material that they give holiness to or whatever they want to make up and believe and they worship it as if it's God. But really, if you, if you, if you throw it over, it cracks. You could also serve an idol by serving an old version of yourself. Meaning, I have an idea that Jonathan can't do the AB. That's idol worship putting limits on something that is limitless 
as long as I'm alive on this earth, I have a neshama yitara, I have an unlimited soul, a limitless soul rather, that can do anything. I, I always say it could do anything, it could do anything. It really can do anything. <laughs> your, 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 your neshama really is limitless. And the potential to it is unlimited. And there's so much that it can do in this world. And it's us that put the limits on. It's us that put on the brakes. It's us that do these things. For many, many reasons. But it's not important for right now. What's important for right now is to know that you are limitless. And while you are limitless, know, understand that your soul, while it's limitless, is in the body that is finite. It's in the body that is like every other body. You have the same body as a goy. You have the same body as anybody else on the planet. This body gets hungry, it wants to drink, it has, it has intimacy needs, it has, it has things, it needs to sleep, it needs to take a break. So, so, don't, so don't forget while your soul and, and with the goy may be two completely different worlds and two completely different lives. But at the end of the day, the body is the same body. And that should humble you to know that you are not invincible. And while you, when you recognize that you're not invincible, that's ultimately when you're going to be able to under, to really humble yourself and to grow. Because someone that's going to be able to grow is someone that's going to know that, is, that he's not uh, a superhero. He's a human being that needs patient caring and growth and love and everything else that everyone else needs. And he has to give it to himself and to seek for it and to seek for the right environments to be in and to always seek to be better than who he was yesterday. And that's not serving an idol. That's that's an understanding that you're limitless. And even though I made a, I made a, made a mistake yesterday, and, and, and as horrible as the mistake may be, it's not who, it doesn't define who I am today. I define who I am today by telling myself I have a limitless soul and let's have the best day ever. And let's just do that every single day. Another best day. Another best day. Another best day. And then you have a great life. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. I love you all. And. The growth has been incredible. The support has been astounding. I want to give you all a bracha. Not only have an amazing day, but to understand that your neshama is limitless and to chas v'shalom, not serve an old version of yourself, which would be idol worship. And to guys struggling with the begam abrits, know that you can overcome it. And know that if you set up the right boundaries, you put yourself in the right support system and you really look into yourself and tell yourself how it's just not worth it because it's not. It's something that, that you that you run after and you seek the temporary satisfaction, but in, re- in reality, it doesn't give you anything. It, you know, it's just a, it's a five-minute pleasure that just hurts you a lo- way longer than five minutes. So what it gives you is not the, the, the short amount of pleasure it gives you. It, it gives you a whole lot more days, months, weeks of just like regretting it and feeling bad about it. So it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And by the way, after you finish Davera, you should completely forget that it happened and move past it. Because that one moment of sin should not hold back the, 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 the future you. Sometimes a person wakes up and he feels like, oh, what did I do? Blah, blah, blah. No. You wake up like a, like a newborn baby. It may be hard to feel that way, but that's because you're simply not educated. You don't know that what you did yesterday doesn't define who you are today does not define who you are today. What defines who you are today is what you go out and do today to recreate that image of yourself and to always believe that you can do anything and to become the best version of yourself possible day in and day out. Have a great day.